Yes. Yes. So, what do we start with? I got a big one today. I planned. I wrote some shit out. You know, I got, I got, I got paperwork. Notes. Now, I could start with the Emmys. Or I could bitch about American Horror Story. Because apparently there's a new, there's a new thing on Netflix called Ratchet. A ratchet, and it's got that chick uh, from American Horror Story. She's in every season. I don't remember her name. She's got a weird face. She's the one that had two heads in that shitty season with the circus. And she's okay. Like she's good. She's the one that did all the crying in that Trump season, Apocalypse. Maybe I don't remember which season that was. Cult. So with the clowns. And she was okay, but she just fucking cried the whole season. I love that show. Most of the seasons are good. I like some of the seasons that people don't like. I was really excited. Yeah, I'm going to bitch for just a few minutes. And we'll get to what we need to get to. I was really excited about the season they just did. Uh, it just came out. It might be out on Netflix. I know. I don't know. I rented the season, which was annoying. It's like a dollar an episode, but I ended up stopping. I didn't even finish the ep- I didn't finish the season. That's happening a lot now. Every time I try out like a new American Horror Story season, it just goes nowhere. I really enjoyed Apocalypse, but then it just went nowhere. It goes. It gets real weird for no reason. So, I think it was like eighteen. What what the hell was the name of that season? 1880 something or 86 or something point is it, it didn't really matter it was set back in like the 80s it was they were doing an uh 80s slasher film style thing and i enjoyed it for a minute even though it was really cheesy i guess on purpose but it, it went nowhere there was multiple protagonists that were cheesy also like the slasher was cheesy it went nowhere so, I was disappointed about that, but apparently they're doing a new thing. Well, that's that ratchet or whatever is why I brought it up. Uh, there's I guess I'm gonna check it out. It looks stupid, but it must be. I'm hearing that it's dark. So who knows? So they got this. It's American Horror Stories. Is what it'll be called? Just plural version. And it's gonna be sick. It's like. I guess short stories, so little short movie, little short films, um, little mini versions of different things. I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it won't. I'm, I'm gonna. I could bitch about this all day. That, that show is. It's it's so good and so I've never seen a show that can be so good and so bad. Like that season was so bad. The slasher season. Um, I really like the chick. What's the girl's name? Emma. Ro- is it Emma Roberts? Is it Emma Roberts? I think it's Emma Roberts and she's really good, but it just, there was, there's no, they're lacking substance now. Now there's, isn't there a new season coming out where it's like, it actually looked good. What the fuck was the name? Did they announce the name? Damn. I don't remember if they did. I don't know. Who knows? It'll maybe be good. Maybe it'll be shitty. Like, like, like everything else that comes out today because all of like modern entertainment is forcibly trash and it's not the mostly it's not entertainers faults but you have to admit movies are stale nowadays i haven't seen tenant yet i'm going to it i'm really excited i've heard excellent things about it so i'm gonna check it out i just don't want to go to a movie theater you know they're gonna make me wear a mask well, just wear your fucking mask. That's what I hear everywhere is, why don't you wear your mask? You know, you're saving other people. Shut up. And I'm going to get to that. I got a whole show for you today. I got it, like I said, paperwork, notes. I, I did research. I did show prep. I did, I put effort in for you. And what I'm going to get to is fun. 
it's a fun topic. It's all COVID, COVID conspiracy with world depopulation plus starvation. It's nuts. I don't even know what to call the podcast today. So before I get to that fun shit, I do want to have a little bit of fun with Jimmy Kimmel, who is officially the world's biggest cuck. It's it. He's an embarrassing white guy. Like, I understand this is like fuck white guy generation, but wow, is he just like, he's a, he's a cuck. Now, did I get the, the actual, uh, Ooh, maybe I didn't. Well, I can give me a sec fellas. Let me open up a new, open up a new audacity. Yeah. So I have it now. Let's see. It's really cringy. I just want to warn everybody. It's bad. Let's see. Where is that here? I got sounds, sounds, sounds. Anthony Anderson. That's who it is. This is on the Emmys with Jimmy Kimmel. And I just want, I want to start playing it. And you can decide how awful it is. And it's just, he was looking forward to a blacker Emmys. I'll just, I'll just play it. It's a couple minutes long here. Oh, it's so bad, too, man. I'm embarrassed to listen to it again. All right. Uh, JK, now, before we announce the nominees, you know, I have a few things that uh, I'd like to say. You do? Yes, I do. Because in rehearsal, I thought we decided that we're just going to... You know, we have a record number of black Emmy nominees this year, which is great. This is the part where the white people start to applaud. Oh, and nod. Oh. Oh my God, Thank you, dude. All right, these Emmys would have been all-star, you know, these Emmys would have been NBA All-Star Weekend and Wakanda. Jesus. All wrapped in one. This was supposed to be the blackest Emmys ever. Y'all wouldn't have been able to handle how black it was going to be. But because of COVID, we can't even get in the damn building. Well, thank you, Anthony. Yeah, now these Emmys would have been so black, it would have been like, Hot sauce in your purse, black. It, it would have been Howard University homecoming, black. It, it would have been you fit the description, black. Well, um, I'm sorry that it wasn't that. It would have been great. It really yeah, would have. would have been great. Yeah, yeah, black, quoting yeah. our great poets like Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, Cardi B, Wap, Jimmy. And it. Leaps out the word WAP. Oh, the song. Oh, yes. totally. Yes. Yeah, right. But, right. but instead of that sexy, melanated energy, here I am, alone in a sterilized green room, trying not to sneeze on a llama. What a damn it, it shame. Was actually, an alpaca. Oh, I, don't white explain it to me, Jimmy. Sorry. It should have been a pitbull. What is that? But not tonight. No, not tonight. This isn't. What it should have been, Jimmy. This is where it gets but, weird. But you know what? I'm still rooting for everybody black. Because black stories, black performances, black, 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 and black. black lives matter. Say it with me, Jimmy. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Louder, Jimmy. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Louder, Jimmy. Say it so that Mike Pence can hear it. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. That's right. Oh, my God. And because dude. black lives matter, black people will stay at home tonight. To be safe, which is fine, because guess what? Y'all don't know how to light us anyway. No. All right. Now, take that in. Like, can you imagine roles reversed? Can you imagine a white Emmys like that? And you're probably like, no, they're all white Emmys. Dude, watching that was painful he said you know most of it was all right but most of it was probably rehearsed let's be honest it's all white guilt pandering but isn't it just silly that jimmy kimmel just will sit there and play that pussy white guy that's what he is is a pussy white guy excuse my french he really is and he's not funny he's not like a good talk show host so that was unbearable for me to watch. Just Black Lives Matter. He says it. Oh, say it louder. Say it louder. And I want that isolated. 
Say it louder, Jimmy, so that Mike Pence can hear it in the White House. Whatever the fuck he said. He's an idiot. Remember that? I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. I'm not like, dude, I'm, I'm not that old. I don't know who that fucking guy is. I know who Jimmy Kimmel is, but I don't know who that guy is. So uh, you, he wanted a blacker Emmys, apparently. I'm sorry, you know they they've all they're all black, dude. All of them are black. Every award show is nothing but black, black, black. And you heard him sitting there preaching that horseshit. And I'm not obviously I'm not anti-black, but I'm saying you 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 don't want equality. I'll say it again: you don't want equality. You want black everything, white nothing, because that's what you think we did to black people. Dude, I got to take my hoodie off. Hold on. I'm back. I got hot. I got started sweating. That's how it made me so uncomfortable. I started to get like armpit sweat. And it it made me not. Just dude, I have no hope for entertainment. It's what I was talking about. And it's kind of why I played that. It's like, dude. I don't, I, it's so hard for me to enjoy new entertainment, new stuff, like new movies stink. And, and we'll talk about comedy because comedy really ingrains itself in award shows and with monologues and hosting. It's all comedy or it's supposed to be. And wow, like say it again, say it louder. And, and Jimmy Kimmel just cucks to it. All these white cucks, man, it's bad. And that's who they think they're fighting. That's the white people they think that they're fighting against. They're going to figure out the real ones out there, man. Aren't cucking down and and taking a knee with you and laying down in solidarity. And all these people going to restaurants, all these rioters and shit, going to restaurants and in the middle of people having dinner and, and, and dumping people's food on the floor and fucking tables up and going, making people raise their fist in solidarity. And it's like, dude, you come out where I live or any of these suburb areas, you, good luck with that, man. So that was the fun. I just wanted to, that. I just, I just found that asinine and I had to at least play it because most of you probably didn't watch it. Let's be honest. Most people probably didn't watch the fucking Emmys because, well, that's why. I mean, I could have probably pulled ample clips and played a bunch of stuff from the Emmys that would have just made you go, ugh. But eh, what's the point, dude? Eh, what's the point? Everybody, I had to play that because it's just annoying. But and and it shows you the state of the pandering going on. Now the rest of the show, let me get my papers. It it it's gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of take you down a rabbit hole, in a way about it. We'll start with the Great Reset. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play a couple long. I'm gonna be playing a lot of clips. In this podcast, I know I usually I just talk, but I'm going to try to relay a message this time. In this episode, I want to cover something specific, and it's, you know, this whole COVID, I guess, conspiracy or whatever you want to call it. It's a big rabbit hole. It goes deep, man. You can, you know, in order to really get it out there, you have to cover all your bases. So I'm going to play a few videos and kind of pause, not pause, but you know, in between go over and, and take you down what I'm looking at here. So we'll start with the great reset. Now you're probably wondering what the great reset even is. If you want to look it up yourself, it's really easy. It's not deep research. Just type on or type in on YouTube or Google the great reset. Now what we'll pull up will be the Davos group and the, what is it? I don't know. The population meetings go on, which actually I'm going to get ahead of myself. Let me start with the Davos Great Reset and I'll, I'll come back and we'll talk about it a little bit. We have an incredible opportunity to create entirely incredible new sustainable opportunity. industries. Investing in nature as the true engine of our economy. The current global crisis has disrupted every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Bertis has also presented us with an extraordinary opportunity, extraordinary. a chance to reset and accelerate efforts. 
to improve the state of our world. Changing our current trajectory will require bold and imaginative action together with determination and decisive leadership. In order to secure our future and to prosper, we need to evolve our economic model, putting people and planet at the heart of global value creation. If there is one critical lesson we have critical. to learn from this crisis, Ultra we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. Okay, so hopefully you understood all that, or at least heard it. But what it is, what the Great Reset is, is this group has for years been saying, not saying, but this is their plan, kind of, right? They're going to use, they need something to help kick a Great Reset, which would be what? COVID. So now we have COVID, which is your your what? Your manufactured lockdown. Um, I mean, we know the numbers. We, we know that only 6% of the 200,000 deaths in America are COVID alone. Um, everything else, I mean, they're fake numbers. We, I'm not going to spend my hour to get into fake COVID numbers, but I will say that because of the COVID scare, because of the manufactured numbers, it is a, a man-made shutdown. So that takes us there. So we're at COVID here. Now, this Great Reset is going to kind of tie into a lot of this, and you'll see what I mean. So the Great Reset ultimately is to do things for the environment, make the environment more livable, better, a lower carbon footprint. So from there, we go COVID, of course, the shutdown. Now, what happens with the shutdown? Now, there's a lot of specifics that no one talks about with this shutdown. Obviously, businesses closing down permanently, a lot of unemployment numbers. Um, the economy is crashing a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, third world starvation is really the problem that nobody's addressing. Now, some people are. You can find it, of course, but main media, mainstream, whatever, news, they're not covering what's happening in the third world. What's happening in the third world is starvation rates that are, and I, this is a direct quote, biblical proportions. So, and, and already, I mean, they're saying they're already biblical proportions of starvation. So again, in a minute, I'm going to play a clip of, actually, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably take the, take break first and then come back playing the clip. So, Let's just talk about the third world for a moment. Now, Africa, their starvation rates are going to double. Every third world starvation rate will double. Actually, no, I'll play the clip now. I got enough time. I got a few minutes. So this is the one of the heads of the United Nations warning about the shutdown causing starvation rates and stuff. So here it is. First of all, uh, we're glad that you have fully recovered. We understand that you just suffered from COVID-19 yourself. Of course, we are about to have a very important conversation. The most vulnerable, the poorest in the world, not able to work because of global lockdowns, but also seeing food prices surging because of panic buying. What the fuck? First of all, uh, we're glad that you have that fully weird, recovered. Right? We understand that you just suffered from COVID-19 yourself. Of course, we are about to have a very important conversation. Sorry about right that. Now Here's the actual video. I just the most itself. vulnerable, the poorest in the world, not only unable to work because of global lockdowns, but also seeing food prices surging because of panic buying and supply chain disruptions. How bad could it be? Well, it could be bad, and it is bad already. We're already seeing... Uh, the symptoms and the beginning of the spread in Africa, which is going to be catastrophic. I mean, you've seen the disruption 
in some of the most sophisticated supply chain countries in the world, like the United States. And you can imagine if you have a problem there, what you're going to have in the most fragile environments or economies in the world, like in Africa. And so we had just come out incidentally or coincidentally with a report of last year's severe food shortage or the severe food insecurity for people, 135 million people literally marching toward the brink of starvation, and now compound that with COVID, we're looking at the possibility of 265 million people marching toward the brink of starvation, and this will be an absolute uh, catastrophe. All right, so as you just heard, I mean, it doesn't get any more clear-cut than that. The starvation rates are... So the third world is completely collapsing. Third world's dying off. So what what does that tell you here? Now, what's what's the third world dying off going to inevitably do for the rest of the world? It could be considered, you know, depopulation. A natural form of depopulation. Unless you look at it as a man-made virus, which we're going to get to. So we're now at depopulation. So the depopulation will directly lower the carbon footprint. So the plan here is now shut down the economy of the world. The third world will starve and die. That's going to completely depopulate, which is going to lower our carbon footprint, which is the entire point of the Great Reset. Now with depopulation, that's going to take us into a a new new conversation, kind of that I topped on. I and mean, if you listen to last week's podcast, I talked a lot about Bill Gates and his COVID uh, vaccines. So we're going to bring him back into the conversation a bit. So Bill Gates has been a proponent proponent of depopulating the earth for about eight years, 10 years, somewhere in there. His foundation is directly funding and helping groups with depopulating. I mean, they meet these powerful elites. They meet every year and they discuss exactly that. I mean, that's not a conspiracy. I Again, I talked about it last week. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos, Ted Turner, Oprah Winfrey, uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey, and Bill Gates. They talk about depopulating. So, now where does that put Bill Gates on the grand, grand scheme of things? Well, I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I'm going to play a little clip of Bill Gates just a couple minute clip of him telling us exactly what is going on with COVID and overpopulation. So we'll cover when we get back. All right. Welcome back. So when we went to break or whatever, we were talking about uh, Bill Gates and yesterday we or sorry, yesterday. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm autistic. Last week we were talking about Bill Gates and his vaccines and all that good stuff. So I'm going to drop a clip real quick. <laughs> real quick. Um, here it is. Spill Gates. In this year's annual letter, Melinda and I take the toughest questions we get asked and give our answers. One that's come up for a long time is, as we make the world healthier, is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible. Here we can see a chart that looks at the total world population over the last several hundred years. And at first glance, this is a bit scary. We go from less than a billion in 1800 and then three, four, five, six, and 7.4 billion where we are today is happening even faster. So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? What we found out is that as health improves, families choose to have less children. And this effect is very, very dramatic. We find that in every country of the world, this is repeated. The population growth goes down as we improve health. So we've taken that chart that shows the global population growth and we've actually extended it out all the way to 2100. And we can see that instead of continuing, it actually flattens out. Another way to see that is through this rate of population growth. 
And you can see that in the 60s, that reached a pretty high number, over 2% per year, and it's now come way, way down. Now, 11 billion people still a lot, but the good news is that the faster we improve health, the faster family size goes down, mm-hmm. and so we yeah. can feel great this is the about Antichrist. saving those lives. So the faster we move forward health and advance health, the faster the family size diminishes. So we're getting rid of the family, forcing vaccines on you that alter your DNA, along with contact tracing, a social credit score. Now, these are things I covered last week. So Bill Gates is definitely a problem, man, like the Antichrist of Antichrists. Now, what you just heard isn't insane, but what that tells me is this. Now, Bill Gates is pro-life. A lot of people that are pro-life, they think that furthering pro-life ability is furthering health science, like third trimester abortions that blue officials want to vote for. So Bill Gates says, if we up health or up the uh, advancement in health, that the family size will go down. Well, of course, because being that you're pro-life, more abortions less people, manufactured lockdown from COVID-19. That's not a problem at all, health-wise. Like, it's not killing anybody. So, Bill Gates, back to my papers, it all circles this great reset, which the Davos plan, which I think is the, the real battle plan, the layout for this global new world order that is shutting down the world, shutting down the entire global market, but not China. Not China. Why not China? Well, takes us to Wuhan, which was the center for this, this virus. This, you know, this is where it came from. So back to Bill Gates. Now here's the thing about viruses. You can't patent viruses. You can't you know, you can patent a phone or you can patent an idea or music or artwork. But you can't patent a virus. Unless it's man-made. And they're probably thinking like, well, man-made viruses, you can't. Again, not to rehash last week's episode, but it ties back in with this. It, it all ties together. It should have been one long uh, series of episodes just about this alone. But man-made viruses, chimera viruses for patent. Bill Gates puts a patent on COVID-19, the specific strain that was invented in a Wuhan lab that Dr. Fauci, who got placed right next to Trump in Trump's little COVID supergroup, conveniently enough, he funded this lab. Now, what they did in this Wuhan lab in China was man-made bat virus, like man-made chimera viruses from bats. Now, the woman that came here and blew the whistle that Facebook just censored worked in that lab. Came here, blew the whistle on the whole thing. Said exactly what they're doing. Because remember, at the time, China, when we first were hearing about COVID-19 in China, they were saying that it does not transfer to humans. Non-transferable to humans. They lied. So this woman comes over here and tells us the truth. As soon as she blows the whistle, China, like I said last week, has to, has to admit it. They have to come out and say, okay, this transfers into humans. So back to this. We have a man-made chimera virus, COVID-19, that Bill Gates has a patent on. It never goes away. It stays in your system. That's that's the whole point of the man-made chimera part because it's man-made and people have looked at this experts have looked at this virus on a microscope and they've all said it's man-made they said it makes no sense so bill gates patents this man-made chimera virus out of the lab in wuhan where dr fauci 
is funding, funding this research. The virus then gets out. Now, let's talk about that for a second. And I talked about this last night at dinner with somebody. China shut down all of their domestic flights. No domestic travel in China. Immediately. As soon as this was a problem. Talking about uh, COVID. International flights still allowed out of the country throughout this whole thing. So what, that, what, what they're doing is containing this within their country, but letting it out. So Bill Gates' virus from, from Fauci's funded lab, China lets out. Communist China, by the way, which I think is the battle plan of this entire thing. So once this virus gets out, attacks the rest of the world, most of the world, some places knew what was going on. And there's some places like Switzerland and places like that that don't have any death rate at all. And the reason is they smelled the bullshit and they completely shut down. Nobody could leave. Nobody could come in. No problems. So again, this great reset this is where we're at here. Now, this inevitably, this shutdown is inevitably going to kill the dollar. So again, we'll just quick lay out of what, where we're at now. Man-made virus, COVID-19, gets released, funded by uh, Fauci's lab. Or, sorry, lab that's funded by Fauci. COVID-19 gets released, shuts down the entire world. Completely starving the third world, which will depopulate the earth in great numbers which is Bill Gates' solution, which will lower the carbon footprint, which is the entire point of the Great Reset. You see what's happening here? Everyone who's, oh, you're, you're a COVID conspiracy guy. You're a, you're a Trumper. You're a, no, no, no. I have not brought Trump into this not once. Factual. This is real. Trump or no Trump, this is real. Now, do I think Trump knows all this? Absolutely. I think he's aware of everything that I'm talking about. And I think he works to try to counter a lot of these deep state moves. And there is a deep state. This is, that's not a conspiracy. There's definitely a deep state. Statistically, there would have to be a deep state. You think power just sits in front of us and we can see it and how it operates? No, of course not. Now, this shutdown inevitably would kill the dollar. Now, let's talk about the dollar. Last week, I talked about George Soros. And George Soros, and I'm not going to rehash all of what I talked about. I'll reference you to last week. But George Soros makes billions of dollars from betting on the dollar of countries. Certain countries. He's done it in the past. He's done it to his country, uh, Hungary. He did it to uh, Ukraine. I mean, there's a handful of places where he brags he destabilized their nation and bet on their dollar and then, or bet against their dollar, single-handedly made their dollar collapse and then collected billions. So it's like betting on a horse race and then sabotaging the other horses. So call me crazy, but your collapse... Now this, all these groups, these Davos groups, um... Bill Gates, all of his groups, Fauci's group, all these, this big rabbit hole of money you could follow. All of which eventually tie to Soros. Now, there's a depopulation company that I'm not going to dive into, but maybe later. But it's ran by Chelsea Clinton and Alexander Soros, George Soros' son, and of course, Hillary and Bill's daughter. She's, if you Google Chelsea Clinton, she's got her, she's fist deep in depopulation. So it all, you know, if you're wondering how Soros even ties into this, he's got his fingers in it. This is his plan, or at least some of it. Because all of what I just went over inevitably will kill the dollar. They're already converting us to a cashless society, one world currency. See, because that's the thing is that the world's going to collapse. Cashless society. Whatever dollar amount, whatever, 
whatever survives will be the dollar. That will be the currency. And that will be the world global currency. So you have a global currency, a global social credit score, which I do believe is on the way, and it will hinder you from traveling. Of course, the vaccines, talking about traveling, getting a job, doing anything really, anything, living a life. I mean, Bill Gates, these DNA-altering vaccines for COVID, they make it to where you'll always have COVID. You'll always come up negative if, it, if their system so chooses. So between that and a social credit score, you won't be able to travel because you're deemed a racist socially, and it'll say your little tattoo thing, your little needle tattoo that I was talking about where the... Uh, Nanotech actually gets into your body. All they have to do is scan that and it'll tell them if you've had all your vaccines. And if you haven't, you can't travel or they'll give it to you on the spot. It's a dystopian future that we're heading in and we've we've created it. I have a whole episode of this podcast that I'm working on and it's all about AI technology takeover. Otherwise, I would spend the next hour talking about that here because I think that is inevitably the end game. You know, that you're like, well, what's the point of all this? You know, why would, why wipe us all off the planet? Well, I think that the people up top, that's a loose statement. I mean, the people at the very tip top, I think that they have already created an AI race, right? Because AI technology is way above what you think it is. Whatever we're able to look at online and, and look at in Google videos of robots and this and that. AI this, AI that. Whatever we think it is, it's bigger. It's got to be. Not that I'm in dream world, but that's just how this works. The government always has technology that will be better than what they tell us. And that's arguably probably how it should be. But the amount of AI technology that's probably available right now, you know, they, they shut down Google computers years ago because they started communicating through code and we don't know what to do with that. That's what we were told, right? That's the story that they let out. So what, what really goes on? Where is that technology really at? The entire premise of the movie Terminator, I think mixed with the matrix, the original matrix concept, I think is a a mesh, an even mesh between the two is exactly where we're heading. I don't think the war and, and the sending back in time and the machine, like I don't think all that will quite pan out like like a James Cameron movie. But, hold on, let me adjust here. Okay, cool. Ultimately, the Matrix is inevitable. And I, of course, I believe that there were potentially in a simulation. That's a can of worms that we can open another day it might be what i name the podcast something about a simulation i don't know yet but either we're already in one or we're heading there either way it's creepy i think we're heading there i think that or you could get real deep and say that we're in a simulation just to make another simulation and then the people in that simulation will go on to make another simulation. And it's just infinity of, of endless, you know, simulations and scenarios. Which could be what the infinite time theory is. She gets crazy when I don't have... This is why I wrote notes. Otherwise, the whole hour would be me talking about crazy shit. But nevertheless, that AI technology, I think, is kind of being built into its own species. And the people building that and the people funding it, the people behind the curtain of all of that, you know, the people at the top that I'm always talking about, those people have deemed use for themselves, I think. So by getting rid of, you know, get rid of the population, new age of technology, you can find stories about this. If you go on like news sites and you go to the science section and stuff, you can read people talking about you know, looking forward to the age of machine or the age of tech, a humanless society. They love that idea. Because in, every, in their head, 
we are here destroying the country. Not country, but the planet. We are a virus. We are a bacteria. That's the way they look at us. And it's, they want an anti, they're building an anti-human future. Is really what that boils down to. And what I mean by anti-human future is slowly mesh us into machines. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, start with what we need. Now, what do we need from machines? Okay, things that they're already, the Boston Institute already is developing. Things like uh, mechanical limbs. So, say you don't have your legs, they got blown off in war. Boom, you can get some electrical legs on there that are robot legs, they work. Then you might need an arm. It'll get to the point where instead of focusing so much on how to fix what we have medically, it'll be what can we replace medically. So instead of, uh, well, let's not focus so much on fixing your arm. Let's just kind of figure out a timeline of when that needs to come off and when the robot arm needs to go on. Because it'll work better. It'll have better, you know. Now the thing with this is that you might find that cool. You might be like, that's badass. We, You know, that would really help us. Yeah, but it's never that simple, is it? So what would that lead to? You know, most of our bodies will be machine. You know, automatic cars, you know, you can take over those. You can hack those with a computer. And so, you think microchips or tracking devices and shit, you think that's bad? Wait till we're, you know, our limbs are machine. We don't even know what's in it. When we go to the doctor, it won't be, you know, someone doing a physical. A physical will be some technician coming in and you know, opening up my arm and, and looking in it and checking out the wiring. There's no telling what he's doing in there. There's a lot of pros to a, a future with technology at that level, but it's always whose whose hands are the technology in. Elites always will have control of it and, and with their with their life, they don't look at like, oh that'd be cool. To them everything is an agenda. It's all a big plan why I don't spend my hour on the podcast talking about current politics. I can, but where is that going to get us? I'd rather talk about what could possibly really be going on here. Spiritual stuff, dimensions, realms, higher, lower frequencies, things like that, man. It's more interesting to me than what Fox News deems might be going on. Now, I've covered this whole triangle of things or web of things that I wanted to get to today, I think. Let's check my reference list. I always do a reference list of things uh, that I want to talk about. No, that's not it. Let's see. Yeah, I already did Kimmel. Yeah, Kimmel's a cuck. I I really, I want to tap that again. He's just such a cuck. Uh, Let's see. Jimmy Kimmel election. Yeah, the elections. I talk about the election. The elections right around the corner. Um. Oh no, I'll get to the election in just a second. I completely forgot about something. I didn't get any like audio clip or anything. There's nothing to really get. But Amazon, what they're working on right now. If you thought Alexa and all that stuff was creepy, Echo Dot and all that stuff, Amazon is now developing drone or already developed um, drones that'll go in your house at all times. It'll do things for you. uh, Obviously there's a list of things that it'll be like, well, that's great because that's what you have to do for you to let this fucking thing in your home. But just like, just like, um, and I have another point too. I wanted to talk about the dangers of social media a bit and why I exited Facebook permanently. So, this thing will be in your house at all times. It's a robot. And that's, wouldn't that be the goal? To, to control a society? To control a, a, a lockdown, cashless, freedomless society? Um, these robots, will, you know, just Echo and, you know, Alexa and just these things alone, all these little home docks and stations, these smart stations, they listen to you. Now, hear everything you say. 
they compile this data into an AR system, AR, AI system. And you, well, it's an AR, what's an AI system? You don't understand. You wouldn't understand. I don't understand. But we know it exists. And they compile this data. Now, what do they do with it? They sell it globally. This is real. This is a real thing. And it's, it's again, and I'll talk about the social media dangers, but why, why is it okay that Facebook, like when you're out hanging with friends, you got your phone in your pocket or whatever. Me and my friend will talk about, you know, oh man, I'm, I'm looking at getting a new watch, man. You know, I, I want a tactical watch, some, you know, 511 style watch, uh, military style, waterproof, you know, solar energy watch. Just completely describe what you want. Then you'll get, you'll take a shit a little later, get on Facebook and boom, there it is. An ad will pop up for exactly what you were talking about. You didn't look it up. You didn't open your phone. You just said it. That's all it took. They hear shit. This is how this is how crazy it is. And I this could all be proof if you like test it out or whatever. But if I'm standing there with my girl and I don't have my phone. And this has happened before, by the way. I don't have my phone on me. It's in the car. She has hers in her pocket. I'm talking about how badass the new Mustangs look. Talking about how badass the new 2021 or maybe at the time it was the 2020 Mustang. It looked really good. A couple days later, I get on my Facebook on my phone that was in the car and it pops up. It's on my Facebook right there. Somebody's selling it. I, don't, I do that. That's crazy. But what that tells me is that my I was not even near my phone. They picked up that information on her phone, her device, and that AI system compiled that data, matched it to me, who knows I date her based off of our locations alone, our conversations, our texts, our calls, then feeds it to my device. Do you see where that, like imagine that, but on a way higher level. Now, that's what social media does. Now, the internet... Adjust here. Hold up. The internet's invention, I've talked about before, but the CIA invented the internet. Why is that? Not for MySpace or any of this shit we use it for, Amazon, but for tracking us. The CIA surveillance project. They watch us, they listen to us, they compile it, they sell the data. These aren't American, these aren't pro-America companies. You're seeing it every day. I mean, none of these companies are pro-Trump, who is a pro-America candidate. So that, I mean, I got off Facebook personally because every day, every day I'd wake up, the first thing I would do, I'd roll over, grab my phone, and I'd get on Facebook. Mainly to, I know if anything crazy happened, like news-wise, it would, if anything happened overnight, it'd pop up on my Facebook. A lot of people use Twitter for that, but I'm not on Twitter. You want to know why I'm not on Twitter? Twitter won't let me on Twitter. Jack Dorsey thinks that I shouldn't have a Twitter. I'm permanently banned from my IP address. Obviously, if I switch to a different device or something, I could do it. But even if he saw, even if it picked up my name, like I went by the same name, it would ban me because it's a permanent ban for free speech. I didn't agree with 72 genders because biologically that's false. And so after a few flags of that, uh, got me a permanent ban. So that's what I would use Facebook for. But the toxicity level on Facebook is ridiculous. Like I would see a post that would just be like, you know, oh, I like that Trump did this. Or, oh, I don't think they should do this. Or, I, just something simple. And it's like 80, 100 comments. And it's like, dude, I would read some of them and just the arguing. And you can't get through to these like hardcore leftists, hardcore social justice warriors. There's no getting through to them. And it kind of goes back. Why they see that Jimmy Kimmel clip, the, the Jimmy Kimmel cucking, they see that 
and they think they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck that. And the news, I mean, I'm going to spiral, dude. I'm going to talk about BLM and riots and all that shit. So social media, I think, is a tool for spying on us. We're giving them our information and freedom. So that that's the social media, the Davos group, all that. I did all that, so we can chill. We can ride it out. I, I'm looking forward to the election. I think it's gonna, do I think it's gonna solve problems or, or anything like, no, not at all. Definitely not. But people seem to think it will. I don't, the debate's supposed to happen in a few days this coming week. Will the debate happen traditionally? I don't know. Um, I think Biden has COVID. You know, you call a lid twice in one week at noon, which a lid is just, you know, political jargon for a day off. You know, no press, no interviews, nothing. Which again, I don't really care, but if you're running for president and you're supposedly a front runner, ah, day, I don't know, days off, like, you know, Trump's Trump's touring like like an 80s band, dude. Trump's in Pennsylvania, then he's in Las Vegas, then he's in Georgia, then he's I'm Trump's hitting multiple dates a day. And this guy's taking days off. Ah, call me crazy, but I don't know. The way the only way I see him winning this election is if it's stolen. And it's like, oh, typical conservative things. Well, no, they're on the news saying that it's gonna that they're gonna contest it. They're saying that Biden's the winner. They're also saying that Harris is the front runner. It's insane. So I, I'm ready for it, but I also believe like if we don't get a handle on like mail in voting is gonna be a problem. This whole red mirage thing that's happening on social media, these big tech companies, this technocracy, you know, they're, they're out there talking about, you know, well, there's going to be the red mirage, which means that basically on election night, Trump's going to win by a landslide through electoral college and, you know, traditional election. But then when the mail-in votes are done being counted like a week or they're saying even a month later that, Biden's going to come out the winner. And if Trump doesn't peacefully leave the White House, then they're hoping the military will remove him. Now, the military's coming out the past few days talking about, you know, there's no place for the military in an election. So they're saying, like, there's, we're not being a part of this coup to remove you. Now, you're like, well, why is it a coup? Well, George Soros says that he wants to bring down Trump. You know, he says that that he has a plan to take Trump out and it begins in 2020. He says this. And no one's supposed to talk about it. Newt Gingrich isn't supposed to bring it up on Fox News. Which, again, I hit on last week. Um, I should have played the clip, man. I forgot to get the clip, but it's super odd that he's such a taboo subject. You can't even, like, bring him up in the news. It's real content. It's real factual stuff you're bringing up. You just, shh. You know, don't talk about George Soros. That's crazy to me. Just get out and vote. I think with the election, that's the number one thing is get out and vote. Uh, Go vote. Don't do a mail-in vote. And even if you're voting for Biden, you know, if for some reason you found this podcast and you're a Biden supporter, I don't hate you. Go vote. But go vote. Don't mail it in. Don't. I mean, dude, they're finding Trump votes in trash cans in some states. But this is going to get bad. I don't want a civil war. I don't think anybody wants. I mean, there's some crazy folks who are gung ho. Let's fucking go. But ready to brave heart this shit. But I don't. I don't really want a civil war. I don't think anybody wants that. I'm getting kind of excited because. Some people are starting to push back, man. The violence you're seeing in a lot of these cities is insane. And if you, why would anybody vote Biden in? He's not down with fixing any of that. Trump actually wants to fix violence. You just don't like his methods. You think him bringing in 
military police or the National Guard or that somehow that's martial law and it's like, no, he's fixing a problem that he tried to let like the governors fix themselves. He told them like, you don't want me to come in, I won't come in. And as soon as Wisconsin goes, all right, fine, come in. Gets it done in over, uh, gets it done in half an hour. You know, Trump's a doer. That's really why I like him. He's a doer. He does a lot. He signs a lot. He gets a lot done. Meanwhile, you got, you know, he's the the reason why coronavirus is so bad. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm reading. It's Trump's fault that all this violence is going on. It's Trump's fault that there's so many deaths and COVID deaths because he downplayed it, yada, yada. Of course, he downplayed it. He gave everybody hope. This is America. He tells us what we want to hear sometimes because sometimes we need to hear that. But, you know, Bill Gates doubling his salary through COVID. Jeff Bezos, his salary is through the roof by billions. Billion, profiting in billions of stimulus money, by the way. It's just all corrupt. It's crazy shit. But that's, uh, that's the show. That's the show, I think. I didn't miss anything. Did I? It's a lot to cover. It's, it's a lot to go over. Uh, it's I wrote it out as like a big spider web because... It all connects. It's all it intertwines, but it's a lot. It's a lot to cover. Mainly, just take away from this that Great Reset and check it out. It's all over YouTube. Type in the Great Reset. Uh, it'll come up. So yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, that's kind of the structure of a podcast I'm going for. Is you know talk about whatever I want. I want it to be a good show where I just sit and chat and bullshit. Occasionally have a friend in talk, but I also got topics that I want to hit. You know, I got things I want to hit, messages I want to convey. And some some of these podcasts may be topical, you know. Uh, most of them will be, actually. You know, like I said, topics I want to get to. Not talking points, but clips and things that, that I know you guys aren't seeing out there. People aren't showing shit. But if you like this podcast, share it. Uh, I'm going to be putting work this next weekend and getting the feed back up and going. So it's back on Spotify and Apple music again. Uh, as for now, the audio podcast will be running on strictly YouTube. Uh, same channel, same everything. Facebook gone. Obviously I won't be doing that. Uh, I do have an Instagram follow it. It's called Chad's not funny and nothing really going on there. Just a personal Instagram, no podcast posts or anything, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Took a lot out of it. Uh, help save the republic, man. Get out and vote. Uh, not again. Gonna pander to just Trump supporters. Everybody vote. Everybody get out there and vote. Don't be scared of COVID. It's all bullshit. And hope this will show you kind of that there is a plan. There is a layout to what's going on. They're not just manufacturing shutdowns and for fun. So, fuck, man. Anywho. I'm out of here. I will uh, talk to you fuckers next week.